0: Okay.
1: And so, even right now, this minute today, what I do is in honor of my aunt Vita, my mother's sister, and my aunt Vita. Um, at that time, you know, and the chemo has only been, you know, been uh, popular or used in the, uh, since the '80s. So they didn't even tell her that her hair was going to come out.
0: Mm.
1: When she came into the store, as soon as I put the holes on, her hair came out. Hmm. All of it. I said, oh. oh my God. I said, Vita, your your hair came out and she oh. I never forget the way she touched her hair. It was the most oh it was oh it was so horrible the moment. Hmm. And um, you know, you're talking about awkward and don't know what to do. Um I could see this was affecting her, so I said, I said, I'm gonna go to the bathroom and I came back, her eyes was red, my eyes was red. And so uh, we didn't even have anything to put on her head. So she had to wear a towel
0: mm.
1: out of the store. Mm. So the, And I remember when she was going out the store that night that she peeped to see if anybody was looking. Mm-hmm. The gift that looks good on you. You were born with a grace. Uh, the gift that looks good on you. That grace is your gift. The gift that looks good on you. It's a divine enablement. On you. If you work you're great. the grace will work for you. Company, teach the lesson. The systems of the world systems. Will try to take your confidence. Yes, they will. For these systems were designed Design. to make you doubt what
0: happens.
1: Don't you doubt. The
0: systems of the world these systems will try to take your
2: confidence. Yes, they will. For these systems were designed Design. to make you sit down on you. Don't you live. But the gift God gave to you Welcome Evangelist Arnold to With Christ I Can, we're so excited to have you, it's been a minute, we've been trying to get this together, Good. so the interview is definitely, we know it's going to be a blessing.
1: Oh, I'm so happy that you considered me, I really am, thank you for this.
2: Thank you for coming. Yeah. Before we get started though, we'd like to open up in a word of prayer, yes. acknowledge the Lord, So let's bow our heads. Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy, we thank you for who you are, Lord, we thank you for your love and kindness. God, we thank you for the gifts and the talents that you've given us and we thank you for our testimonies that bless others We know that we overcome by our testimony So God, we just ask you in Jesus name to let somebody as they're watching this be drawn to you God, we thank you. We praise you. We know that no one can come unto you unless you draw them So God, we ask you to draw souls through this interview in Jesus name. We pray. Amen. Amen Amen. All right, so Tell us about yourself, your background, past careers, how you came to Christ, family. Okay, so um,
1: I am originally from South Philadelphia, born and raised. (laughs) And um, so I um, actually, how I got into the hair business was, so in um, 1967, the school board came out with a program. Mm that you could finish high school or you can go into, it was called a rehabilitation program, okay. and you could get a, um, a, a career, you know, you could pick and choose something that you wanted to be, welding, hairdressing, bam, I always knew I wanted to be a hairdresser. My parents knew it and they knew that they would have to pay for this. Mm-hmm. So, when this came along, it was really got inspired because you know, we wasn't, didn't have that kind of money, but yet my parents were very supportive. So, um, they let me go from the 11th grade into the 12th grade at Apex School of Beauty Culture, and it was on Broad Street in Philadelphia between Lombard and South. So, that's where I got my, um, my license. So I've actually been licensed a hairdresser for 51 years now. Mm-hmm. So that's a long time to be in, in the field, you know. Uh, before I came to, to Christ, um, my life was amazing, fun, you know, um, purposeless. <laughs> but thank God for Jesus, you know. And so um, I, I came, when I came to the Lord, I actually was summonsed by God. Uh, a prop, uh, Pastor Emily Essex, which is a prophetess, I mean real, but she's going on to be with the Lord, and she she's been gone for like twelve years. But she even prophesied even to my mother's death, which was three years ago, and it was exactly like she said in the part that I would have to pay in it. But when I came to her, to to the Lord being summons, she came to my mother's house and she said. Mother Arnold, there's a big fish here, and God said to come and cast down my net. And the Spirit of God was so upon her, because I was there. I was at my mom's house, and I, uh, I came out called me in the kitchen. I came in the kitchen, and I sat but as I even was approaching the kitchen. I mean, I felt like, whoa, something's going to happen up in here, you know, like, um, get out, like, mother, you know, nice, you know, all your saints and everything, but <laughs> <laughs> I knew that it, this was going to be a God thing. Right. And so when I sat down, Sister Jessica, she just took my hands just like this, and it was just like, cool, right. locked down. I couldn't breathe, I couldn't do, it was only the presence that kept me alive. This is the truth. I couldn't have stood, uh, you know, that's why we shall be changed. So that we will be able to stand in his glory. You know, his glory was so strong in there that it was like, wow, he had to minister to me to even stand there. And she just told me a little story. She said, there was a beautiful young uh, girl and her father was the king. And her father, he had the greatest. he was the king of all. But she kept looking over the fence and seeing all of this glamour and the glitter and the glitz, and she just couldn't wait to go over there. And her father told her, don't go. He explained to her what was over there, but she just had to go. He pleaded, don't go. But when she did, he called his guards and he said, I want you to go, don't let her know that you're watching over her. But if she gets into anything, get her out. I want you to protect her. And then he kept sending her messages saying, come home. Come home. Even beckoning that, you know, time is running out, that you need to come home now. So, when she totally rejected him, he called the, the captain of the guards and said, come back and leave her to the land. And they didn't care anything about her. They didn't care about how nice she was, her father what, whatever. They just, she was just totally abused and mistreated. And I was going through that at that time. You know, I was, my life was a mess, you know. She said, but your father said, if you come back home today. And then she went into tongues. I have never. Interpreted a tongue, the language, just like someone was speaking to me, like I understood it. And what God said was, if you don't come now, you'll never have this opportunity again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I knew it was God, but I was like, Lord have mercy, <laughs> like whoa. So, but I was not repentant. But I said, after that, I was like, okay, I'm coming. Matter of fact, I went home with her that night. Every room she went in, I followed in that room, and she was at the bathroom. I was sitting outside the bathroom, door waiting, because I'm like, this was too, no, uh uh-uh, don't don't let nothing happen before before Sunday. But I didn't have repentance. I just had, okay, I said I was going to do it. But I thank God um, there's a beautiful woman of God that you know. She's my godmother, Zion evangelist, Mary Elizabeth Carruthers. Um, when I came down to the front of the church, and t- the second I touched her hands, the tears came, the repentance came, the tongues came, the change came. And then she didn't even let me stop there. She stayed till the joy came. Mm-hmm. And so it was just an uh, um, amazing experience. Um, of course, you know, God is, he's a keeper. But he sent people to help you to stay,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. And I could remember just on different at times in my life that, you know, like those old mothers just knew. You know, like, like right now I could look at you and know she needs a hug. I could on, almost discern where you're at. Mm-hmm. But that's just part of age. And going through, you know, and she just come, she hugged me, took me into the tongues, told me I could make it, hang in there, you know, which is our job. That's what we have to do for one another. So, you know, I'm not kept by, I'm kept by his goodness. I'm saved by his grace. I'm kept by the women, the true saints that he put in my life to be a part of my stay with the Lord. So that is, see, you, you shouldn't have asked me that first. <laughs> because my i go there when true. you talk about uh, how did I come to
2: Christ. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That blessed somebody. I know it
1: did. Yeah, because I hope it does. Because somebody can relate and understand that. Because me, my life was, I mean, I tell people it wasn't, didn't come out of a miserable life of sin. Right. I had a ball. But the, the thing was, remember, I was kept. Mm-hmm. His angels was, had, was dispatched to have charge over me mm-hmm. to keep him just like over you, to keep you out of things. Mm-hmm. But then at a certain point, he says, OK, let her really experience the true devil. Mm-hmm. And so when I did experience him, I didn't experience him in no years yeah I'm like, good sense. I'm like, okay yeah okay yes yes when she was telling that story i do it with me
2: <laughs> so somebody just come on home that's right. <laughs> that's right so i just want to transition a little bit so you have what you were in right now um a hair bank a hair see hair see wig bank, bank. Yep. yes mm-hmm. um so share with us about your business how you got started um how long you've been in business
1: Okay, so I actually started my first business in 1970. Um, 70 something. And it was Nefertiti's Beauty Salon before I got saved. But then after after I did get saved, my first salon was in 85. And it was right here on 4th Street. Okay. And it was called Inajay. Okay. You know, Inage Salon and I T N O J in the name of Jesus. It's mm-hmm. I T N O. Hyphen Big J, yes, and um, so from there, I, you know, I the Lord took me, and you know, you you go through some things that don't happen overnight, mm-hmm. but you just hang in there and you keep going. The Lord just brought me through one place, um, despise not small beginnings and um, a, a nice place. Then the landlord carried on and we had to go back down mm-hmm. and then up. And then the Lord took us to 40th Market to hairs to you. I mean, to the University City Salon and Spa. That was in 90 something, you know, 2000 maybe. Um, and then I retired. I just went to work one day. I knew it was over. Mm-hmm. I I actually told my staff, I said, I'm done with hairs. They was like, yeah, I said, no. I said, I'm done with hair. I said, you'll see. And how they knew every time my clients came, when I when they uh when I finished the hair, I said, you know what? When you come back, I want you to let Michelle do your hair. I want you to let Siobhan do your hair. I want you to let this one do your hair. And they was like, Okay, I think maybe old oh girl is really serious. And then I, I had all of this hair because the 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 lace wigs had just came out and mm-hmm. I had a good connection. So I had hair everywhere and I had the extensions, I had everything. And I just looked up one day, I said, you know what, you should open up a wig store. I came down the street to where my sister Patricia was, uh Viles Thomas Bridal mayor, Millinery, at 76, she was at 764 South 4th Street. And she had two stores, 764-766. And I told her, she said, you know, I'm thinking about a beauty salon. She says, Lois, 766 um, six is open. I said, what do you mean open? She says, you can rent it. You should take it. She said, because I really can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And I did it. So I said, well, I'm working at now. She ain't running off. But that's how I got into it. And it was called the Philadelphia Chemocap Store. Store. Okay. And so even right now, this minute today, what I do is in honor of my Aunt Vita, my mother's sister. And my Aunt Vita, um, at that time, you know, and the chemo has only been, you know, been uh, popular or used in the, uh, since the 80s. So they didn't even tell her that her hair was going to come out.
0: Mm.
1: When she came into the store, as soon as I put the holes on it, her hair came out.
0: Mm.
1: All of it. I said, Oh, oh my God. Wow. I said, Vita. Your your hair came out, and she. Oh. I never forget the way she touched her hair. It was the most. Oh, it was. Oh, it was so horrible the moment. Mm. And um, you know, you talking about awkward and don't know what to do. Um, I could see this was affecting her, so I said, I said, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I came back. Her eyes was red. My eyes was red. And so uh, we didn't even have. Anything to put on her head, so she had to wear a towel Mm. out of the store. So that, and I remember when she was going out the store that night, that she peeped to see if anybody was looking. Mm. Mm. And so the next day, she wrapped something around her head, and I took her to the wig stores. And I'm telling you, Miss Jessica, every store, well, we only went to two. But they were so rude mm-hmm. and so heartbreaking. Then they 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 first off here she is a black woman, no hair, you know like what did she have the polio virus or what's going on? And the one literally snatched the wig
0: mm-hmm.
1: out of my hand like on a strand like this mm-hmm. and said no more no more. I mean how you know like how devastating is that. So the next day, after two day after that, the next morning, we had a store here in Philadelphia. It was called Bondwood Taylor's. It was like, um, it, was, it was just like Macy's or, you know, but it was like a small, you know, Lit Brothers and all of them. But it was very high end. Anyway, they sold wigs, women's wigs. And they, they sold, um, actually, they sold more white women's wigs. But my Aunt Vita, her hair color, was that white that's like a lot of us don't get that white. We get the more still.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it was the perfect color. And it was the perfect cut. One. And, I, and then the second one, it was like one, the perfect one had a long back. And I was like, oh, God. And I was like, Lord, you didn't send me here all this way for nothing. I began to pray. It wasn't in there. And when I was leaving by, when God spoke to me, just like I'm speaking to you, he said, go back. I went back. I looked on the shelf, and I was like, yes. Like, and my mom saying to God, like, yeah, that, that's the front. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said, look at that. And I looked at that, I was like, duh, it's a short, the back, the, it's the perfect back. It? He said, buy both of the wigs, and take that back, and put it on that mm-hmm. top. Mm-hmm. I said, "Now after God give me this revelation, you know what I said? Mm-hmm. I said, but I don't know how to sew." He said, "Vita is a tailor. Mm-hmm. My aunt Vita Holmes, she made her. As a matter of fact, she made all her wigs. But she she took. I mean, and you when you turn it inside out, you cannot tell. There's two different wigs. Okay. And she helped me to do that. It, I, I remember one day I was so proud mm-hmm. to show what I did. And she took that wig and I turned it over and she said, hand me the scissors. I handed her the scissors and she just clip, 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 clip. She said, they don't sell brown thread in the store. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you do it, it's, you don't have to be able to tell mm-hmm. that this has been switched. Yeah. So she taught me all kinds of things about wigs making. Mm-hmm. Then we found out all about tapes and she helped me with toupees and she made for others you know, she was only here a year, a year after that. Yeah. But in that year, she gave her life to others. You know, she, she was like, I, I, I'll make it for a blub. I said, I have to do that. I said, Here we go again. Another one of you. She said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And she would come and sit in the shop very sick. Hmm. And she would do it, but it was better than being home. Yeah. So that's how I got into the wig business. So what I do today is as honor of Vita. What my job to do is every woman that walk into that door, is she is Vita. And my job is to hold her dignity yeah. until, through the whole process until she leaves. And I thank God I get cars, flowers, all kinds of things, thank yous, you know, but I don't do it for that. It's really God gave me this experience to do unto others, as I would have them do unto me or as I would want them to do unto my aunt. And so that is my job, you know, to touch people's lives. People go through things in life they need help, Mm -hmm. you know. And this is one, because this is a devastating thing. Nobody asks for this. You know, it don't care about your age. It don't care about your color. It don't even care about children, Mm -hmm. you know. And so we have to
2: do our part. So, that's my story. (laughs) (laughs) And you you touched on something. I want to read one of your client testimonies. Um, So, this person says, while I was in the hospital, a third of my hair had to be shaved off. Although I was thankful to be discharged after being hospitalized for a week and recovering from the traumatic events that led up to it, I was not feeling very confident, and with most of my hair missing, I really did not feel attractive. Having had no previous experience with wigs, I was not sure where to start. After reading a review on Yelp, the chemo cap store sounded like the perfect place to begin my introduction. From the minute I walked into the store, Lovis the owner made me feel welcome and comfortable. She took away any of the embarrassment and shame I had been feeling about my appearance and made the whole process of choosing a wig delightfully fun. She sat me down tied up what remaining hair I had underneath a stocking cap, and began to try on all sorts of different styles. Each successive wig was better than the next. The whole experience was exciting and enjoyable. I began to feel beautiful for the first time in a long time. She suggested one wig, and the moment she put it on me, I knew it was the one. I have never felt more confident or alive than I do now. Lois has the unique ability to change people's lives and she does so with grace, humility, and compassion. So how does hearing that make you Oh, I'm
1: holding back the tears. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful to God that, um, you know, that he, he allowed me to, to be a part of that. That is, you know, that's amazing. You know, that is amazing to help somebody on their worst day. You know, so yeah, I have lashes on, darling. (laughs) And I don't even, this is the first time putting these lashes on, So I don't know, they can drop off, (laughs) but oh my gosh, don't do that. (laughs) And that's all to God be the glory, because, you know, we can't do this stuff on our own. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't even have that kind of compassion on our own, being, uh, you know, born of one, woman, but, but God gives us that agape love, you know. And then that's where that comes from. And that only comes from God, you know. So, yeah, so I wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Next. <laughs> so why, why is hair so vital to the self-esteem of women, especially African-American women?
1: Well, it's, it's, it's part of any woman. Because hair is part of your personality, mm-hmm. you know. Like you spend your whole life, uh, what makes you what makes you more attractive? Do you wear bangs? Do you part your hair on this side mm-hmm. or that side? Which side makes? Because it's really a part of your face, okay. and so that what um, a lot of people, especially uh, insensitive people, that's mm-hmm. the, what they don't get. Hair is part of your face. Mm-hmm. It's a part of your whole look. It's a part of you. Do you do this or do you laugh? Do you, you know what I'm saying? Or you, you could just do natural or whatever. But still, it's a part of how you tilt your head. Mm-hmm. You you know what, how, what frame you want mm-hmm. and all of that. You know, we don't walk around saying all that. And some people mm-hmm. don't really understand it. But it's the truth. So, yeah, hair is a very, very big part of that. In 2012, I went through... Um, I was hospitalized like 30 something times for my heart before I had had this, my uh, 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 surgery, but I was taking a lot of medicine. And then I just came into the store one day because at the chemo cap store, I had a sink. And when I shampooed my hair, I just kept feeling all of this, what? Mm-hmm. And I shampooed like maybe two thirds of my hair out. Mm-hmm. I was, I couldn't believe it because I was in shock. Mm-hmm. And I was literally, devil. I was going to go into a dark space mm-hmm. and it's, you know, that's where the Holy Spirit is so important to have,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and it was like, God said, look around you. And I saw all these wigs on the shelf, you know, and I was like, yeah, I don't have to be like Vita, you know, cause I always wore wigs on and off, you know, but I didn't have to wear the wig. Right. Right. And that's the difference. You know, and uh, back then, uh, even now, it's a lot of shame around it, even though with all the, of the, the you know, walking down the street now, you can see somebody bald or you mm-hmm. see thinning, you see all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So the shame sh- has been busted really mm-hmm. enough and that's in, you know, so yeah. So my hair came back,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it never came back to that thick, heavy, you know, uh, lion's mane, you know, and so, but you know, it's like you could wear it, you can't wear it, but then again, you know, it's like, hey, I'm 70 years old. I have, and I found out to help me with my journey of being thin. Every wig I have wig every wig I wore or wear, mm-hmm. that becomes one of my biggest sellers. Wow. You say, oh, I like that. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I definitely, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, I mean, I've done uh, uh, commercials. Matter of fact, on Facebook, I think it's like maybe 2020, 2019. I said, see Lois without her wig. And it worked because I was doing showing wigs, you know. Y'all can see me without my wig now, probably in the next two weeks, because I'll be putting up videos. But I'm telling you, I had... Um, what do you call it? When, when, when the, I mean, I went viral on Facebook. <laughs> they were like, let me see this. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, hey, you know, cha-ching.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah. So if someone's diagnosed with cancer or a sickness um, that's causing them to lose their hair, what is the process for them to get a wig from your store?
1: Okay, so the process for to get a free wig donation okay is that i work with all the hospitals in philadelphia okay. area or even if there's a little hospital or nursing home that i do not know about um they can still pull down on my uh web page hairs number two letter u dot org this you pull down the patient form the patient form must be filled out by the hospitals okay and so then once that's filled out, then they could bring the form in and get a, a wig. Mm-hmm. But we're not doing that anymore. So now once the form is filled out, they can go to our wig donation page okay. and they pick the wig. So the way that our, um, our, our website is set up, that if you go into that, that's where the, the sales are in the store, then you have to pay for anything that you get so we don't have a page that you can just go and see a whole bunch of pictures and call so what we do is we put one dollar on there Mm -hmm. so you would pay one dollar plus shipping that's it and you would get your wig and i even encourage people if you don't see what you're Mm wanting because i've had um people from um uh the abrams cancer center and she called she says lois we went on your site but was not she didn't see anything that she wanted what she's looking for is more like i said okay hold on let me shoot her a picture Mm -hmm. of something that is in it Mm -hmm. because um right now we we are still uploading but we should have any and everything that you want truthfully okay yeah Mm -hmm.
2: So can people, anybody just buy a wig even if they don't
1: have? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. This is a, 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 a 100% retail store. Okay. okay. But we also are a nonprofit. Okay. So that we can give and we, we have nonprofit status so that if someone donate to us that they can have that write-off mm-hmm. and all of that. You know, sometimes people send us brand uh, new wigs with t- t- tags and that's excellent. Sometimes people send us like slightly used or something like that, Mm -hmm. which we prefer not because we want to give everybody a new wig. But every once in a while, I mean, you can get like a $2,000 human hair wig that someone donated and it's like, wow, it's in great shape. Mm -hmm. You know, we, you know, restore it, put it up there, and they go very quickly because they understand, like, hey, I want that. (laughs) You know, yeah.
2: So, If somebody is completely bald like what what does that look like like are they because you put it on but it's nothing to hold the wig so So
1: it it depends on if someone is completely bald going through chemo Mm -hmm. so then we have certain things that we could we could use we have the wig grip that you can put around your head also we fit the wig take the wig in to make sure that it fits your head so if a wig fits you properly uh you should be fine and okay. we also have petite wigs we have children wigs so that's a difference as well you know so um and then we have all kinds of different configurations you know so yeah but um, th- uh, that's where like anybody i mean there are women just they're not going through anything right. but their head is very petite and they some even have to have a petite wig taken in on them. You know, or there's someone that have all of this beautiful hair, mm-hmm. like like you have big beautiful hair. <laughs> and if 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 you went through, or let's just say, a, someone like you, your head size, mm-hmm. you'd be shocked because you may be a petite. Okay. You're thinking I'm I'm average, but no, I'm wearing a petite. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So you'd be surprised at you know, what you. So that's where our services come in. That we actually make sure that when you walk out our door that what you got fits you properly and so that you're fine yeah
2: okay so what do you have to do to stay up in this industry so like what is your take take us through a day in the life of a store owner a weeds things like that
1: well, first off, you have to open up on time. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> no, it's the truth. See, um, I, when, when I had my first salon, mm-hmm. uh, Nefertiti's, okay. no, I was late. No, it was all of this. Oh, yeah. And i never forget my boyfriend who put me in business said to me, he says, Lois, <laughs> somebody went to sleep last night
0: mm-hmm.
1: with, with the view on your mind that they were going to be there with the store open. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, he had came by and the child probably still come back from Atlantic City somewhere, and he um, he sat out there, you know, and the, and, and he saw the lady, talked to her, he gave me a number and everything, and it really made me very embarrassed mm-hmm. and ashamed, um, you know, because I was busted, you know, and this man has spent all of this money for it to put me in business, <laughs> but that is my, you know, the thing. But I always tell people. What's the difference between Macy's, my store, um, you know, mall stores, um, is they're consistent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're going to open on time, you know. So, and now, I'm not going to open in the middle of Blizzard, but I will put it on my telephone. Or if I see it coming, then I would, you know. But, yeah, that's um, one thing that I've always... Since that day, right. I always work on time. You can depend that we're going to be here, you know, yes. And if it's not, we're not going to be there, It's already on the phone and everything. We're closed Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Right. You know, we open 1030. We're going to be here at 1030. Yes. And I, I, uh, okay. my niece, Michelle, not on, she worked for me for like 16 years. Okay. And, uh, but as an, those 16 years, with some of them, she's a little kid <laughs> with me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but as an adult, Michelle never missed one day. She was that wasn't preordained, like she was going to be out of town mm-hmm. because she worked for Man and she did Farouk and she did these shows. She was colorist, okay. And so those were the only days that she ever missed. But they was preplanned. She never was ever late. I could depend on Michelle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's because. When she was a little girl being with me, you know, mm-hmm. we was having fun, but we, we had to leave out like 6 o'clock to open up at 8 on Saturday. Okay. Coming from New Jersey and everything, I was saved, I didn't have a rich boyfriend then in my car, <laughs> probably wore down, and I, you know, we had to get the bus and okay. from New Jersey, so
2: yeah. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, what challenges um, have you faced being a business owner, especially when you started? So um, the challenge is always
1: building. Mm-hmm. So when I came to 4th Street, I had everything for the black woman. Black man, I had everything. Everybody walked to my door was white
0: mm-hmm.
1: because it's a white area. Right. Everyone that came from the hospitals was white mm-hmm. because, and even now, very few black women come for chemo because we all, most black women have had experiences with wigs. Mm-hmm. And so we um, know pretty much how they work or your granddaughter, somebody's hooking you up and right. all that kind of stuff. Right. But with the white community, with they never wore wigs. They're just now, it's been an explosion in people being... Um, comfortable wearing a wig my Mm -hmm. generation the track could be falling down here and we said oh no this my hair (laughs) what's that hanging down in your face (laughs) but now and uh, even all kinds of women uh caucasian women and um silky-haired women um are free or now wearing wigs Mm -hmm. with no problem but before they wanted you to know that that, that, that would be the first thing that they would say when they come in is tell me how beautiful their hair was.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, and their hair was this and so that. But thank God, I always knew, my job was to make you walk out that door and I can do it. Mm-hmm. Just like you did when you come in. Mm-hmm. If I you have a little blue hanger down here, I know i so a little blue in it. Mm-hmm. Not because you, you, it has no respect to person. Mm-hmm. You have biker chicks, you know, you have a glam glams, you have Corporate workers, mm-hmm. you know, you have teachers, you have people that don't want the conversation. Mm-hmm. So they want that transition to be as close as possible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I can do it. <laughs> yeah, to God be the glory. Yes. Yeah.
2: So yeah, I wanted to transition and talk about that, your location. You're on South Street,
1: right? you are on 4th south Street.
2: 4th Street. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Because mm, some people, they'd be looking for me on South Street, but we're actually south... Fourth. fourth. But we're right around the corner from South Street on Fourth. Okay. Yeah, we're on Fourth. Yeah.
2: Okay. So, as a believer, how do you, because you you are met with a diverse group of people, how do Mm -hmm. you um, interact? How do you deal with um, just the different type of people that come in, but yet being who you are?
1: All are are welcome. Mm -hmm. You know, I respect whatever. You know, you came to my store, you're going to get good service. Mm -hmm. You know, um... Now, and since I have been in business, with, with the beauty salon and all, everything combined, mm-hmm. I probably had like maybe 25 people receive the Holy Ghost in Amen. the store.
2: Amen.
1: But then, but there's a, um, the, all of that is under, under the direction of God, mm-hmm. you know, that he moved, he'll just send somebody in. God will take the conversation, mm-hmm. and he will go into it, and he would do, Whatever he needs to do, and if it's that he sent them there to get the Holy Ghost, they're going to get the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. So, um, a matter of fact, uh, right before I left down the street, uh, another uh, young lady, uh, Maria, she helped me so much. She, she comes back, um, she received the Holy Ghost in the store. Saturday, a young lady came in here and she received a refreshing of the tongues. And, and that was just Saturday that passed. But it was just through conversation or whatever, you know. But sure, I mean, if someone... Um, I, I'm here to sell. Uh, this. I'm here to, as a merchant. Right, right. You know, and it's no... It's like, when they ask you, um, when you're going for your grants, when mm-hmm. you're setting up your bylaws, when you're going to business, they ask you now. Mm-hmm. Or if they ask, who are welcome? They have... Um, um, L LGBTQ plus, uh, I get messed up with all those letters, but that th- those um, uh, races, whatever, mm-hmm. and I check everybody.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: If th- you are welcome. Yeah, absolutely. The wealth of the either stored up for me, child. Yeah. Get in here, <laughs> and yeah. I want you. And, and, and here's another thing. So a lot of times, as believers, when we know dealing with transgenders and different people like that. Um, you know because i was um sometimes i would say um oh 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 girl you look good Uh, uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. but my i i shared that with my sister mm-hmm. you know and she says lois i asked them from the gate what is your name mm-hmm. if they say claire charlotte patricia whoever
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's how you address them you know you said claire i have something for you Mm-hmm. You know, and Clara's one of my customers now that is like, yeah, you know, so yeah, we, we but they, I, if the opportunity comes, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes I have gospel, I have my Bible sitting on the desk. Right. So, I mean, I have, I know who I am. Right. right. And I know that God will get the job done mm-hmm. for whoever He is beckoning to come. Mm-hmm. He will get the job done. And His sheep will know His voice. And he will take you, he will take you into the conversation. And next thing you know,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, I pray with so many souls Mm -hmm. at the altar and here that in stores that have received the Holy Ghost. But one thing, every time, every one of them is always. Like a surprise when, you, when it's happening, it's like wow, like they're gonna get it, 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 gonna get it. and boom, they get it. Yeah. But it's like, because what you're saying is, get out of here, God, you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it, gonna do it. Okay. and he does it, you know. And that's weird, just like that touches me the, the letter that the young lady wrote. But you know, like, hey, you don't know, um where these people are going, what God is going to do, because the gospel is going out to all the earth, but you did your job, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, amen. I love it so, I love people. I really, really do, I don't care. As a matter of fact, some days, because it's so, sometimes, you might have, you have draining days, and what I mean by that is, some people, they're just so broken, and that you're even, you know, you're just ministering, that it's going to be, a, but they're, they're like, no, well, I don't know, and this and that. And so you you really, you have to hold their dignity, you're trying to encourage them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and then even in that, sometimes God will touch you in your mind, and you, before you even know it, you say, do you mind if I pray for you? mm mm-hmm and you know and then it's there and they call you back for that like oh yeah but you see a shift so if i decided to pray for somebody god probably will because i have a prayer box and i put their names in it so god would um of course move because i asked according to my faith but when god unctions it and say, can you put then you're like You know how you do things and you're like, oh my God, I'm so glad. Sometimes God tells you to go take something to somebody, whatever. And after you go on your way back, you're like, you're so grateful that he told you to do that. Because it was like an amazing God thing that he allowed you to be in. You know, like, like, he used you, you know. It's like, wow, you know, thank you, God. It was so, I'm so glad I went. Yeah. And so that, things like that happen. Yeah, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. If God could save me, he could save anybody. So I don't pick and choose who God can mm-hmm. save, mm-hmm. because he can save anybody, you know? Yeah, and I want to see everybody saved. You know, sometimes people are going through things, and there's somebody else involved, and they, you know, like, but, but you know, God said, I'd rather that they would be saved than what you want me to
2: do <laughs> I rather just get saved, you know
1: yeah so
2: yes mm-hmm. So you talk a lot about keeping um, your customers' dignity. What exactly does that look like?
1: So what it looks like is whatever it takes, you know, um, you listen first off, when they come to the door, my job is to snatch their 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 dignity and to bring them in and to present to them all the knowledge that I have to secure them that they're in the right place. Mm -hmm. It's okay if I have tissues. It's okay if they cry. You know, sometimes I tell them, like, um, okay, before I put this cap on you, um, it's going to be a very surreal moment, and a lot of times it is. That's when the tears mostly come, right then during that moment. And it's at that time. It's not for me to go charging them with a wig. Mm-hmm. I just stand there. I might rub their shoulder, or I just might, because uh, sometimes they have friends and family with them that might want to hug them, you know. Yeah. And I just wait until it's till they're strong enough to go to the next phase. Okay. And then I, I I look at the first off. It's, I I suggest when they come that they have their own hair, so that we can totally match that color because okay. what happens a lot of times when people come especially if have their friends everybody is sure that this is the color and the, all the colors are different right. so it's like we can they totally match this color for you and then we can put on them and when they see that they're really going to look like themselves mm-hmm. that and i show them and i'm talking showing them all while i'm going the configuration, how you're going to put it. I'm telling them about caring about it, all of that. And by the time you get to the time that I make them put the wig on, mm-hmm. they're ready. They're they're smiling. They're happy because they're going to look like themselves.
0: Wow.
1: Everybody has this picture in the in their mind. You remember years ago with, with chemo and people wearing wigs, and it's like, oh, you can't say nothing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's like this is horrible. So they don't want to be that person, because they felt that. But once they understand, oh, no, you're not her, you're going to be fabulous. And then we sell a lot of fun color wigs, and Mm -hmm. they they get those. You know, sometimes they do it, just one uh, one for the big reveal. When they go upstairs to come down, and the whole family's waiting to see their wig, and they come down with a pink, blue, orange, purple, (laughs) any kind of wig. You know, and it was fun. You know, so but you know, things take this thing out of stuff
0: mm-hmm.
1: nowadays. But yeah, or sometimes they just do a total change. Mm-hmm. A lot of women come in that when I put my put the wig on them that doesn't have a clue that's just let me go, they're surprised because they've been wearing the same color mm-hmm. and it's the wrong color for their skin.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, when you have a wig on, how you know you got the right wig is that even with your makeup, is that your eyes pop. Mm-hmm. That your, your lips should not be that you just go to the lips, but you, your eyes should pop. You, they should be able to see your eyes in color, like, wow, oh, your eyes are blue, your eyes are black, oh, your eyes are pretty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, yeah. So that is very important. Yeah. And so that's basically how we hold the dignity. We don't, we don't rush. As a matter of fact, we had a lady came in one day, and she had a girlfriend, and they pushed her. Mm-hmm. They kept saying, she says, no, I don't want to. They said, no, try it on. She didn't want to come in anyway. And she mm-hmm. said, no. So I I sat her down, and I took the wig, and when I put the wig on her head, she screamed to the top of her lungs. Mm-hmm. She said, no, I felt so bad for her. I really, really do, you know, and that's why I even expressed to the family and people who are into her while she's there that there are two kinds of women. Some just go and get it bust when they see it's falling out. Some have to go till the very last strand. Mm-hmm. But whatever one you are, that's fine, and do your truth. Don't let nobody push you, bully you mm-hmm. into doing something that you're not ready for yes. because then your spirit is disconnected, mm-hmm. you know. And so they said things in the family, and I asked them, I said, agree. They said, yes. <laughs> no, I'm like, hey, y'all don't. Y'all not going to leave out here and mess my girl up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but that's the, all of that is part of holding somebody's dignity, you know, understanding what they're going through. And, you know, ministry is breast to breast. Mm-hmm. So why did God allow that for me to comb all of my hair out? This was the very first story, so this was probably um, 2000. It's like 2012, and the wigs fit different because I had half of that hair too. But I know how how they fit, and they're worried about is that wig gonna blow off in the street? So once I show them, you know, sometimes what I do is I tell them now this wig is perfect for you right now. Because wigs stretch, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to pull it over this hair of yours. Because then, when you when you buzz, then you're gonna to have to get it done. Mm-hmm. So we're just gonna leave that. And then once it's done, it's fine. Or sometimes they buy the wig, and it is a little off kilt. Mm-hmm. So I tell them we can't adjust it until after you go through your until after you lose your hair. So what you could do is, when you, when you get ready, you say, you know, I'm finally going to do that. Then you can come in, I'll buzz you. And if you're going through chemo, I don't charge you for any services. This is what okay. hairs to You Wig Bank is about. Okay. You know, we can charge you for the wig. Because there are people that are insured. Okay. Yeah, they pay for their wig, you know. But if people that are not, or low income, you know, we want to help them. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That's, That's nice. That's beautiful. So, what is your greatest achievement or your greatest uh, moment of joy uh, doing this business?
1: Every time that somebody smiles mm-hmm. and that, they, that I know that I did a good job. And, and, you know, sometimes I literally thank God when the customer leaves, I'm so grateful that the Lord sent them here. Not for the money. But if they had to win somewhere else, if they had, they're fragile, mm-hmm. you know, that they were fragile mm-hmm. and that I could um, do it. But I mean, I've had so many, this moment, you know, I have so many of those that I really, every one of them is, every one of them is the same level, you know, of gratitude mm-hmm. that you actually, you know, you did that, you know. One of my greatest level in being in business was because this this is a new location, mm-hmm. so we had to leave the other store,
0: right.
1: and our people were um, very you know they was like oh Miss Lowe's you gotta go I'm so sorry oh we're gonna miss you or this or that and so the the my phone they cut off my internet I had my internet cut off but I had my phone forwarded. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the computer saw a disconnect and it's like, oh, this is supposed to be disconnected too. Yeah. So after 17 years, I couldn't get that number back. Oh, wow. That was 17 years of business. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a store. Nobody could, if they looked for weeks on 4th Street, it wouldn't be me. Right. So the day I found it out, I put it in the window. Uh, I put it on my QR. I put, you know, updated everything, right. my website, Google everything. But I had left my QR code in that window, and the man that owned this store went by here with the QR code, and he said, "Lois, I have been looking for you. We have been calling you. We were worried about you because we thought hope you know something might have happened to you. Hope that you was okay." And um, I I wanted you to take my store. And I said, really, well, to make a long story short, when we came in to do the business, Mm -hmm. now here he's meeting me for somebody to take his store. But he could not hold back tears. When he was talking, he, he could hold back tears, but he kept holding back tears. Like he was like, Lois, what do you think? And he, he was holding back tears. Wow. I was like, wow. But you know what it was? He was commissioned to not to give me this store. And he wanted to do whatever he could, even when it was out of my range. Yeah, no, it was like, like, you know, what I told him I could do, made him blink his eye. But guess what he said? I'll do it. (laughs) Because I want you. Then the lady next door, she was in my block, and then she came down here. She came over, she started crying. Everywhere I went, then the neighbors, in the neighborhood, they have all been coming down telling me, Miss Lois, we're so glad you be Miss Lois, you might not remember me, but you did my aunt here. Miss Lois, Miss Lois, it's like, I, now that is like a great, because I, I just couldn't even believe it, you know, and just so happy that I, that I made a difference, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so it's like, wow, to God be the glory. But I, so when my phone was disconnected, and it was a month later my phone was disconnected on so we left the store we had to be out by March 1st the phone was disconnected on the 29th of April i never knew it was disconnected hmm. and the um, and then uh, when i went and put it up on the line that was and that was like May maybe May the 13th and that's when Bill called me, okay. but I had just said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I just don't want to go out like this, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, like, you know, with like, I don't have my contacts, uh, you know, I'm, I'm losing money here because mm-hmm. I think I'm going to be mm-hmm. online. And the Lord spoke to me and told me that um, everything was going to be all right. He was like, you can work or you don't have to work. And I'm boasting on this because God said it so it got to come through. Y'all see it soon. Whatever you want to do, your blessing is at hand.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then when I was saying that I didn't want to go out like that, that Sunday I go to church. And my pastor, Pastor Derek Wright, Infinite Wonders Ministry, he... From the pulpit, he said, "Evangelist Lois." Now I'm getting ready to meet this guy on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. He said, "I believe that God is telling you, telling me to tell you, to go back and cash your net down on the other side for a great pull." And that's what I had told God. It was like I didn't. The last year since the pandemic, we wasn't a hundred percent there, you know, and so. He said how the fishermen had been out all night twirling and that they didn't catch anything, you know. And so the, I looked at that like for the last five years, I mean, not five, um, since the pandemic, pre-pandemic 21, mm-hmm. we never came back to where we was. Right. So I've been all night twirling, just bringing these few little fish. Mm-hmm. He said, but God said, if you go back and he said, if you do it at my word and it went through my whole body like a surge i mean like you know because sometimes we get and be like lord did you say this did you say that god was like from his mouth what i'm getting ready to do you're going to know that this is me because the way i'm going to hit you bow (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so this is the other side i'm casting down my net on the other side and do this, you know, we're going to have to call folk in to do our web page and to sell and mm-hmm. to do all kinds of things. And that's what you want. You want to be, you want to bless others. Right. And be able to take, you know, time. Because I'm 71. It's time for me. I mean, I can't just keep going like this. But I can <laughs> do all things through Christ. Right. You know, because I do not to Y'all, young people, try to make me uh, like an invalid. Like, oh, oh, let me carry that for you. Oh, I'll go in. No, I'll carry it and I'll go in and I'll pick it up (laughs) because it keeps me. Because I can do it. Right. So every time you do something that you can do, that's to the glory
2: of God. Right.
1: You know. So, Amen.
2: (laughs) Amen. Well, I want to do a little activity. Um, since you've been in the hair business okay. for a long time, okay. Um, so I have some facts about hair and hair care, okay. And I'm going to state the facts, and I just want you to give me your take on it or expand on it. Okay. All right. So the first one is men grow hair faster than women. Um,
1: not scientifically. Okay. As a matter of fact, um, the female hormone is is more than his. Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, thyroid imbalance and iron deficiency also cause hair loss.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, so there's a lot of people that have uh, thyroid disease, and it takes, it'll take the hair out just like chemo. Okay. Yeah, so it definitely does from um, my knowledge from customers coming in, and they explain what's taking their hair out. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's the thyroid, that, oh, I have thyroid disease, I have this. And so now it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm used to it, I understand it. Mm-hmm. So that is true.
2: Okay. Um, hair loss is a symptom of pregnancy.
1: Hair loss is one of them. Okay. So how it works is with this. Either it, like, so a lot of times when pregnant women... The hair is just growing. I mean like it grows out of control, like this beautiful hair, the hair that grew, and then, after they have that baby, it's like that hormone is more stabilized, mm-hmm. so it can it can go into breakage and stuff like that. you know, so I've definitely seen it, and I've seen it the other way, okay. that the baby took all the, the hair, but after they had the baby. Then their hair, you know, begin to come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Um, diet has an effect on the health of your hair.
1: Diet has effect on everything, because yeah, definitely. You know, if you have, um, I mean, if you if you're eating right and you're healthy and you're exercising, your blood is flowing. Of course, your hair is going to be better than, you know, if if you're not. You know, I'm not a dietitian. You know, <laughs> right. but I do know that hair, skin, and nail vitamins do work. Okay. Yes, they really, really do. Yeah, And biotin work. But the thing with biotin, what people don't understand is, biotin grows the hair.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It does not thicken it. Okay. It does not do, you know, a lot of other things like that. So when you get the, the hair, skin, and nail vitamins, mm-hmm. or just eat right, you know. that I mean, that helps. I mean, if you have, I mean, there, there's so many hidden things
0: mm-hmm.
1: in our bodies that we don't know about. And our hair, it affects everything. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um Madam CJ Walker invented the first African American hair products and became um the first uh, African American millionaire.
1: Yes, yes, she is the goat. <laughs> yes. <Cool.
2: laughs> so, um did you follow her? Did you learn take any of her tips or
1: So when I when I uh, I um, was growing up and when I was in the business, uh no. Okay. But when I learned her story, okay. and when I then when, even when I saw her story, it's a lot of things that I did correctly,
2: okay, according
1: to what she was doing, and that goes back to being on time. Get she she was getting her brand out. She was consistent, and that's like with any business. But she was consistent on taking it to the street, taking it to the people. She, you know, all of these different um, things that they have. Uh, like what's the name of that jewelry? that um everybody is like, like
2: paparazzi
1: paparazzi and okay. there's some there are other ones but like you're your own owner and all of that kind of stuff because you buy from them. So she started that. Okay. Getting sales reps and everything and, and that they could make a good commission. So she was the first commission she was like the, before McDonald's and all of those, you know. She was a chain.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, she was a goat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, I didn't do everything like she did because I would be a millionaire. <laughs> so it's, you know, saying here to say, you know, it's like, no, if you did, it, right. then it's nothing could stop you. Because principles never change. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes. Bishop Ty used to say methods.
1: Methods change, but first. principles never change.
2: Um, hair, bec- another one, hair becomes dry with age as a result of shrinking oil glands.
1: I don't know. Yeah, so that that's like a medical thing. Okay. So I don't know that you know, but I do know that they have a mm. lot of. I, I tell you this: one of the worst things you could do is oiling the scalp, because mm. what alopecia is is waxing over mm. the oils waxing waxing over the hair follicles. Okay. And so it's, then it it strangles it, it that it gets really thin because it's coming in on it. And then it takes it all off. And so when you, when you use like Rogaine and different products, mm-hmm. they go in and clear that all of that oils out so that hair can escape.
0: Okay.
1: But it's a thing that you got to keep doing it because that is a part of alopecia, is the fact that your your hormones are being shut down. And most of the time, it's due to oils. Now, there's different alopecias. So, um, my my niece, she uh, and if you go on my website, you see a lovely lady, a uh, McKenzie. She's so stunningly beautiful, but she has alopecia uh, uh, uni- universalis. Okay. And what that is, that you could just wake up go to sleep tonight and wake up tomorrow and every hair in your body is gone. Mm -hmm. So that actually happened to my my brother's daughter, um, uh, Patrice. Patrice was eight years old. No, she was five. She made four or five because back then when this happened to her, I mean, they, the police got involved in everything. Mm -hmm. So they, the school system, they had to take her to see what traumatic event she went through for this to happen because they wasn't aware and seeing nothing like this at that time and that's what she had and the same thing with Mackenzie. Mackenzie was in her 20s and so that's that the devastation of hair loss Mm -hmm. I mean for real Mm -hmm. especially after you have built your life around it and you into the drama of it and then you wake up you know but it doesn't normally happen after 20 uh, something, like 25, 26, 27, in that area, that that happens. But yeah, and, and I mean, I've dealt with many uh, women that are going through that. And so, that with that, that's different too. So, they can use tape and different things, like before, uh, like everything that these women do to put that wig on, mm-hmm. they can do that. But most of them are used to, to it, they come on, so, but they can do tape to, like, we have a professional tape, and that keeps and holds it in, um, in place. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how
2: do you, you said you're not supposed to put oil on your scalp? So. Well,
1: my thinking is, this is my thinking, I'm glad you brought me to correct me with that, is, You know, years ago we, our parents used to grease our scalps and all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But But if yeah, yeah, but if it comes from oils overtaking your a place, you know, then what if you're adding oil? A lot of people say use this grease, that grease, Mm -hmm. but you know, sometimes, you know, I I don't know. You know, sometimes I'm saying to myself, well, how's that going to really work? Mm -hmm. Because you're putting grease on it. Even though I have heard people say it worked. So if somebody said it worked and it worked for them, it worked, you know. Or maybe it didn't work, something else was going on. But if they say it worked and it worked for them, who am I to argue? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I'm not a scientist, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah.
2: All right. All right, and lastly you you talked about it though alopecia is the term for it's a term for some hair loss
1: yeah so the thing with alopecia is when you had talked earlier about like the areal otter when you talked earlier about itching mm-hmm. so that is a sign one of the signs of hair loss even when you're going through chemo they this itch mm-hmm. because when the hair is becoming attached Mm-hmm. from the scalp is very, very itchy. It's a different kind of itch, mm-hmm. you know. Now, I've had the hair weaves and everything and banged my head <laughs> all day and everything. That's the closest you can get to it as okay. far as this kind of itch. Uh-huh. So, so if you never had that, then you don't understand. <laughs> but it's very, it's almost like a burning itch, mm-hmm. you know. But those are the signs, like I explained to them, once your hair go, you won't experience that. Okay. But, and also, if you're going through chemo and you are experiencing that, Cortisone works. It okay. really does. You know, you could do that or you could do like a, a Benadryl spray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that will take the itch out. Anything that take the itch out, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Worst comes the worst, get, get some calamine lotion, <laughs> but yeah. it's all white around there. But no, that they do, I know that they do work, yeah. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. I've also, this is off topic a little bit, but I've seen, uh, it was a trend with Vicks Vapor Rub mm-hmm. you putting your hair to make it grow. I don't know how... Yeah, I, I,
1: you know, some things work for people right. and it worked or they thought that that was the source of it and they put it out there. Right. And who's to say? Because sometimes, now I do believe this. I believe if you believe something, it's going to come to pass. Okay. Or, or it could. You know what I'm saying? Some people say, oh, I see hair there. And they really believe they see it. <laughs> then I think they want to see it, you know. I hear the sound of abundance of rain, but I don't see a cloud. But I hear the cloud's sign, so I know it's going to rain.
0: Okay.
1: Rain on us, Lord. Rain in
2: here. Adventist <laughs> <laughs> oh, Arnold, I've, I've had a great time talking with you. Um, and before we go, I just want to ask you to give a piece of advice to business owners um, and just close us out in a word of prayer.
1: I'd be happy to. So um, the the basic rules to business is to have a pro- have the right product mm-hmm. in the right um, neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know. Because like I said, when I came here, I had everything for black women. Mm-hmm. And then I had to change, I had to relearn, I had to start looking at movies. I had to start watching the Grammys and the, the this and that and looking at the colors that they had in their hair and finding places like that. So you have to do... Your homework and then be consistent. Mm -hmm. Be consistently on time. Don't give up the first year. Don't give this is not working. Hang in there. Just you know, try it again, but be consistent. Don't give up. And if you have, and you you know if somebody have given up, but they knew that it was God, you know, they really, really didn't know going in. But the the noise got in their head by what was going on by sight mm-hmm. then you know i will say to you and i hope that this is real word for you like it was for me go back and cast your net down on the other side yes, you know and watch god watch him move because we we are driven by time but god is not mm-hmm. you know and matter of fact the greatest stories that you hear of success even in ministry T.D. story. It was not overnight, mm-hmm. you know, it just, um, but when it happened, it was because it was very much consistent. Also, social media plays a very big part. Um, you know, the time, you know, the customer's always right. The customer's always right, even if they're wrong, because one bad review mm-hmm. can change your score. If you're looking for, I am number one on Google, mm-hmm or in the top 10, I was the top number 1. I'm in the top 5. I never paid for it. But I was consistently getting five reviews from people. I was I was getting I was number 1 on Yelp and I didn't even know about Yelp. You know, so you have to be just be consistent, you know. So what if you have to give something back and, and you know they're wrong? Mm-hmm. So what? Keep your score up. Mm-hmm. So um and then nowadays, especially if you're in a brick and mortar, you must pray when you open that door. You must put the blood on your doorpost that all of this evil will pass you by. Every single and you must be consistent with that. Just as consistent as opening oh, up. You don't have to put the um the oil up there every day, but every time that God unctioned you, it could be a couple months, it's like, God unctioned you to go through there with some oil, come on, go through with it. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so that's basically it. But um, thank you so much, (laughs) uh, uh, Sister Dixon, Miss Miss Jessica, (laughs) amen. Give honor where honor is due. Thank you, Miss Jessica, I appreciate you today.